Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for choosing Pilot Program. We ask that you please fasten your seatbelts and put your tray tables in the upright and locked position. Enjoy your flight. Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away. If you can use some exotic booze, there's a bar in far Bombay. Come on and fly with me. Let's fly, let's fly away. Come fly with me. Good afternoon, passengers. This is your captain, Chase Kenneke speaking. Uh, the date is June 6th. Yes, June 6th, 2023. Current weather in St. Louis is 87 degrees and sunny, but I would say it feels it feels way hotter than that. That's it's a gross misrepresentation. Yeah, that's the, I mean, you're summing up Missouri weather most of the time. Yeah, yeah. Very, a very mixed. fickle thing. 90, 93 one day, then it's hailing the next day. Um, I hate I hate this state. I hate the state's weather and I and I hate the state generally and yet, born and raised there you've never lived anywhere else it's true it's true and i i don't know if i ever will um you're a rebel yeah. you you just want to fight against your upbringing you're an anti-hero <laughs> yeah that's what they call me <laughs> i'm i'm a regular vic Mackey over here hey hey please um, don't be like that <laughs> um yeah we're um we're talking about the shield on this episode of pilot program I'm your co-pilot, uh, Pierce Corshane. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, Appreciate the weather's uh, hazy here because there are forest fires in Canada, <laughs> so um, <laughs> it looks otherworldly. It, there's a red sun. This is Tatooine. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't mean to dox you. You're not in Canada, though. You are. You're just on the east coast of America, so I mean, you're, dealing, coast, yeah. you're dealing. You're dealing with the the haziness, but you're not. Right. Yes, of course. Drinking, yeah, people have it worse than I do. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it. no. It's not. It's not that. I'm just oh, saying. Okay. It's like you're not. You're not actually living in Canada. No, just, no, no, no. I'm yeah. on the east coast of the United States, and we are getting Canada's uh, ash, and yes, apparently the west coast, which I would think would pass over you, but not yet. Or it's or it's too fucking hot to care. I don't know. One Listen, we're above or, the clouds. We're maybe pilot that's what program. the hail was. And uh, you know, I, I've, Missouri has a kind of shield that goes over it. That uh, <laughs> these are some. Yeah, these are. I hate this. Good segues. I hate this. I hate this as much as I hate watching the shield from 2002, which we're going to be talking about. But before we do that, Pierce, the eternal question. Did you watch any more of the show that we did our last episode on, which was Sailor Moon? Nope. And I haven't thought about it one single time <laughs> since we recorded that episode. Um, I've thought about it a lot, but I have not watched any more Sailor Moon. It is still, uh, it is, there's a little folder on my desktop that says Sailor Moon. Um, and then it says, watch this. It's just a, and there's I... a sticky note on the mirror that says, kind of kind of it's like a daily reminder hey you're not doing the thing you you said you wanted to do um that, you know i enjoyed that show and if you go back and w listen to that episode you'll find that i, I relatively enjoyed that show but it's just yeah the, the time commitment to watch a significant part of that show is a lot sure and also like no matter how much we liked the show there is uh certainly like hey it's a it's literally a show made for little girls um so it's i, I would think it's more difficult to go like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna dedicate a lot of my time to the show for for kids yeah um whereas like i have i have adult shows to watch i need to watch the end of succession i i need to watch the shield 
Oh, no, that's <laughs> something edgy, something for my age range. I'm going to say this show is adult, but I don't know if it's necessarily made for adults. I think it's made for uh, uh, brain dead, super patriot children. That's what yeah, I think. This it is. is the writer's room just looks like everyone bending over like that scene in Ace Ventura <laughs> and talking with their butts <laughs> and then pooping out a script. That resulted oh, in this man. pilot episode, which apparently is a critically acclaimed show. So, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's do our, our fair and balanced coverage of The Shield. Um, let's just get into it. Um, the Shield first aired March 12th, 2002 on FX. This was uh, this was one of FX's first big shows, like the, the first one that really um, broke through for them as more than a network that played reruns of other stuff FX like this was scott the movies i believe was their tagline at one point <laughs> okay um, yeah sure which, like because the best way to watch a movie is with commercial <laughs> breaks and edited for content uh don't you love the ed- edited movies though <laughs> yeah when it, when it pops and up that. and it's like this has been edited for content you look to see if it's like like the resolution or something because <laughs> yeah. sometimes they distinguish like if it is for content or if it's just for like fit the screen sort of thing, mm, it's not in widescreen because right, right. you're watching it on an airport or an airplane TV, which is yeah. uh, square. Anyway, I, I I love the overdubs of the uh, of the language. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, us, that's all that stuff's great. Those are fantastic. This was kind of FX's first big premium show like this was a, a premium drama for them and it, it went really well for them despite how we're gonna feel about it um and and i think it inspired fx and gave them enough of uh, a financial boost to be able to make a lot of the shows that we we do like today or yeah. and, and that we've liked that they've that they've come out since um so in, in that sense I guess it's good that the shield existed, but uh, we'll we'll continue to to debate yeah. on that. I guess uh, as, as we go. The shield through. violated rights, so yeah, you're uh-huh. the worst. Could violate relationships. I I don't know. Yeah. I've never actually seen that show. So you're the worst is one of the best television shows of all time. <laughs> um, I mean, and, and FX they're they're doing good things now. Uh, I I like Reservation Dogs. Pierce uh, hates it. It's, obviously, it's mid. Uh, I like <laughs> wow. what we do in the shadows. Oh. No way. <laughs> I like uh, Fargo. You like, like Dave? I like most episodes of Dave. There's You're the one who got me one, into watching Dave. There's the one scene where he like takes ayahuasca or something like that at Rick Rubin's <laughs> place. That's a really bad episode. That has yeah. put a stain on the entire series for me. But for the most part, okay. I like Dave. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I enjoy Dave uh, a decent amount. Uh, and then uh, The Old Man, which is is on now with uh, Jeff Bridges. Yeah, and we've talked I, about this. I, I've never seen that one either, but you like it? Yeah, it's good. I, I think it's got a, a fantastic pilot episode. And yeah. we'll talk about that sometime in the very far-flung future, I'm sure. Um, the showrunner, uh, creator of The Shield, is Sean Ryan. And uh, let's give uh, people a little premise here. The Shield follows a division of the Los Angeles uh, Police Department in a crime-ridden district of the city. The star of the division is Vic Mackey, a cop who plays by his own rules, <laughs> and, and leads a squad of morally gray officers known as the Strike Team. Oh, man, so intimidating. Uh, yeah, uh, the, the Strike Team, this, this whole premise is kind of loosely based on um, this 
this uh, scandal that happened in the in the late 90s and early 2000s uh, that was the uh, an anti-gang unit of the actual Los Angeles Police Department. It was called the uh, Crash Unit, which stood for Community Resources Against Street Hoodlums. Um, yeah, they they did. Like that's that's a real life thing that I'm laughing. That's at. a real thing. Like, yeah, like so, like Sean Ryan had to go in and go. That's fucking lame. What if we called them the Strike Team? <laughs> and they're like, okay, that's that's better. Yeah, um, yeah the, this this was uh, this was a bad time for the Los Angeles Police Department. And I'll tell you, there have been a lot of bad times <laughs> for the Los Angeles Police Department. Throw um, a dart at the timeline. It's probably a bad fair, time. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Seventy cops were implicated in this. Twenty four uh, were found guilty of wrongdoing um the uh, of of all sorts of things it was planning planning false evidence it was perjury under oath it was um beatings and shootings um it was i I, I saw on the wikipedia page bank robbery like what excuse me (laughs) your cops just fucking robbed a bank i guess what hubris can rob a bank and I, I get like yeah. stealing money Surprise. from somebody who you who you stopped on the street like that also sucks. You get but, that, like, yeah, you're yeah. Right not, there. You're not endorsing it, but you understand. No, no, it. I, it's like I understand. It's, the money's right there. You just take it. But like you you went in and robbed a bank. Excuse me. Um, I didn't look into any more of the details, and frankly, I don't want to. Um, but what I can tell you is that because of the perjury and the false evidence uh, from all of these different incidents, uh, the scandal led to 106 criminal convictions being overturned um, because the cops were bad, or at least this unit of cops were bad. Yeah, there were some, uh, so that's anyway, some dirty, dirty cops. So yeah, let's base an entire show on them. That's exactly what Sean Ryan said. Um Anyway, though the results are undeniable, their methods rub others in the, the division the wrong way from a detective who goes by the book to a captain with higher political aspirations. <sighs> yeah, that's the that's the gist of the show. I, and, and also in, in full disclosure, neither of us have seen the show before. That's true. Um, and we like context. It's 21 years later, and this came out right after 9-11 kind of at an all-time high of patriotism but also like use of force as, yeah. as a, a justified means of like righting wrongs i mean not not just 9-11 but like this came hot on the heels of the patriot act so it, it's literally what if we just kind of fucking broke the rules because our law enforcement guys matter more than actually protecting like we're we're quote-unquote protecting america and america's citizens by also breaking the rules that were meant to protect them uh it's it's a it's a weird time and uh and and the show just kind of capitalized on on that weird time and that fervor of caring about america and and defeating enemies with any means necessary uh a lot of ends justify the means kind of shit and um i I mean I think we I think we still live in a, in a lot of that today. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think there is. Uh, yes. The, the reverberations of that time period are still felt today. And some things are better. Some things are a lot worse when it comes to policing in this country. I think also in terms of like television shows, you talk we joke about how FX got better after this. and They made other shows. But yeah. So did antihero shows like, you, sure. you know, five years later, you get Breaking Bad, you get Mad Men. The Wire is running at this time, and that went on for a long, successful arc, 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 mm-hmm. arc, arc, 
arc. Sure. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you get a lot of other shows that come, I don't want to say out of the shield, but that are a lot more nuanced. And it's very hard not to compare this show to those shows. Yeah, I mean, there are there are literally some shows that come out of the shield. The the writers for the shield uh, went on to make some other shows. A guy named Kurt Sutter Suter uh, made Sons of Anarchy, a show I have no intent. No, uh, yeah, but a show I have no intention of watching now. Um, Scott Rosenbaum made Chuck, which is a show I've. It's like which one's that? Chuck. That's the that's the guy who works at a at a Best Buy. <laughs> I mean, it's oh, not just a Best the, Buy, the, but it's the, a Best Buy. The, uh, the secret thirty minute yeah, ad. <laughs> <laughs> the secret agent nerd uh, who's got uh, Yvonne Strahovski, I sure. think is her name. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Glenn Mazzara made The Walking Dead, which, um, you know, I mean, the, the, the first couple seasons of The Walking Dead are th- there's there's some great seasons of The Walking yeah. Dead. And then there's a lot of seasons that I do oh, not care cool. about. <laughs> uh, basically, anything after the prison, I think you can easily skip. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's let's get on to my favorite part where I tell you about some of the people in this show and Pierce takes a bit of a break. All right. I'm going <laughs> to flip this mic up and take a drink from my. Uh... Yep, there you go. Good. It's, it'll all be over soon, I'm sure. Uh, the show stars Michael Chiklis as Vic Mackey. He uh, had two Emmy, Emmy nominations for this role. He won one of them. He had three Golden Globe nominations and he won one of those, too. Um, what else has Michael Chiklis done? He's the voice of the dad in the English dub of Spirited Away, which I think is is sweet. That's one a, of his one of his sweeter a con- things. A connection that I would not make prior to you doing this research. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are there are. Uh, we might get to this in other in other things. There are a lot of pretty big name celebrities who have done voices in Ghibli movies for the English dub, mostly because I think Disney uh, had those and they're like, Oh, we can give, we can give some people, we can get some real star power behind this. Uh, like Patrick Stewart is in uh Nausicaa Valley of the wind. Uh, Shia LaBeouf, I think is also in Nausicaa Valley of the wind. It's there's, yeah, there's some, there's some weird stuff in there. That uh, that'd be fun. Um, let's see. He's also Ben Grimm uh, slash the thing in the fantastic four. Uh, and also Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer. Uh, that's probably his best known role. Don't you th- well, I guess maybe The Shield, but I don't the, know. The Shield is definitely his best known role. What we know him from is from that one episode of Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> well, fair, fair enough, yes. We we know him the best from the Seinfeld episode, The Stranded, which uh, is the one where Jerry and Elaine get stuck at a house party uh, outside the city. Uh, Kramer is super late in picking them up. Michael Chiklis, uh, his character, I forgot his name in there. Uh, he's the owner of the house and hosts the party. And then uh, like he gets Jerry back by coming to Jerry's apartment and then hiring a prostitute and bringing it, bringing her into the apartment and he won't leave. Yeah. He's, he's like, like, Hey, remember, remember you had to stay in my house all this time. I'm going to stay in your house all this. Well, time. he's a guy from the burbs who like gets invited to the city for helping them right, out and right. then, uh, takes advantage of that. And like, yeah, he's going to, he's going to really cut loose without the yeah, white. He's going to cut the, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Seinfeld, what a good show. Great show. <laughs> we should do that on pilot program sometime. We should do, uh, <laughs> like, what would you call the second episode of a series? If uh, the, other than the second uh, episode, <laughs> so like penultimate is the second to last. Yeah. Is there like a, pe- a pen pilot? Like the, the air <laughs> air stewardess episode is number two, <laughs> and that's when we go to Seinfeld again. Anyway, 
Oh, God, man. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else has he done? Uh, he is Captain Nathaniel Barnes slash the executioner in Gotham. So he bo- he's got both that DC money and that Marvel money. Although, I, I don't know. For the, those Fantastic Four movies, I, I think, are a little before the real yeah. Marvel money started <laughs> pouring in, right? Are those even on Disney Plus if you wanted to watch them? You know, that's a really great question and, and one I'm not going to look up. But that's... Uh... <laughs> Um, also starring Benito Martinez as Captain David Acevedo. Uh, he plays Luis Torres in Sons of Anarchy, uh, which makes sense if that one of the writers went on to make Sons of Anarchy. Uh, he plays Senator Hector Mendoza in House of Cards. I, I remember him in that role. He's pretty good in it. Uh, House of Cards, a show that we can't do on pilot program. Why can't <laughs> for... we Kevin Spacey. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's why we also can't do Louie on, on the uh, show, because uh, not going to touch just that. These <laughs> woke soft boys who won't cover this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess we could. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I next episode, it. we're taking on the Cosby show. Let's, let's talk about other things. Um, yeah, let's, exactly. Let's talk about other things. Uh, we, hey, we have to do every television show in history. We can save those for the end. Right. Yeah. When, <laughs> we'll just get we'll just get really controversial in the year 3094 <laughs> when we finally finish. When our oh, AI shit. overlords uh, have expunged yes. the records of all human <laughs> beings because we're all slaves. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, Chase three nine. Six five and Pierce eight four seven zero. Can't wait to tell you about Kevin Spacey's performance in House of Cards. Who we can? The AI is going to be doing this podcast too. They could do the, yeah, these episodes. That's fair. That's fair enough. Uh, but they have to use our names. Like we we own the copyright, right? That's right. Yeah, I don't know. We're holograms. I don't. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Um, Benito Martinez also has various guest spots in everything from Star Trek The Next Generation, The X-Files, Monk, Numbers, Bones, 24, Burn Notice, and The Leftovers. I'm sure he plays oh. a politician in most of those. He is a very uh, you know what? dignified yeah. heir. Yeah. Uh, and then in the, the least dignified air I can find, uh, he also voices uh, Comson, I think is how you pronounce that name, in Metal Gear Rising's uh, DLC only boss fight. Um, I I'm like shocked Metal they Gear made Rising. a DLC for that game. I think it was relatively popular. Um, I I like that game a lot. I'll tell you, uh, listening to uh, the I I listened to the boss fight just to see like, oh, yeah, sure. Let's hear his performance. It sounds nothing like this man. Um, I I don't know if it's just, hey, he's in kind of like a robot body. So let's make him sound more like a robot. But he sounds absolutely nothing like anything that Benito Martinez would have sound like on any of the things I've heard him before. Uh, Anyway. I just think that's funny. Uh, Jay Carnes plays Holland Dutch Wagenbach. Um, he plays Agent Joshua Cohn in Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, go figure. Uh, he has guest appearances on Frasier, Cold Case, CSI, and CSI Miami as three different characters. I think that's impressive. I, th- I think CSI is the one that he plays two different people on, then in CSI Miami he plays a third different person. Just, uh, real evidence of what those showrunners <laughs> think of their audience. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, what, who cares? Whatever. These guys are in single episodes. The CSI-verse huh? is very important to me. 
I wish they would uh, release some episodes well, that cleaned up some continuity <laughs> issues. Yeah, there you go. I, I do like to think that whenever that happens, it's just it's somebody who he's like, oh, well, I'm it's, it's like a witness protection thing or a secret identity. I don't want you to know that I'm actually that guy. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah you could in your own headcanon, you could make up whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, of course. Uh, he's also been on. Oh, oh, sorry. One more thing. Uh, <laughs> Uh, in one of the guest appearances on CSI, I think it might be the CSI Miami one, uh, his character is also named Wagonbot, <laughs> which has to be. I mean, it, it has to be. CSI a is a CBS shield, right? show. Like, there's not even. I'm not saying that, like, Wagonbot is under the rights That's... of Fox and FX, but, like, it's just crazy yeah. to me that someone either didn't watch that episode and just, like,. No, yeah. they must have watched it. There's no possible way. No, absolutely, way. they watched yeah. it. Absolutely, absolutely. Is some writer going, "Hey, I really like the Shield. Yeah. I'm going to try to name this guy Wagonbot." <laughs> this is a tip of the hat to all the and, Shield. Yeah, and then, and then nobody people. else watched the Shield or cared uh, or remembered his name is Wagonbach well, and not just Dutch. Um, listen, not everything and, lived and on the, the internet forever. Like it fair did enough. When this episode probably came out. Sure. Um, he's also he's also had guest appearances on Burn Notice House and Law and Order SVU. I actually do remember him on Burn Notice once I once I read that. I went, yeah, most... you were like a minor villain on that. Other than Frasier, these are the most average shows. <laughs> like, this is this is motel. See, like, see, playing that's, when that's you why walk it's insane in. that you said Reservation Dogs is mid because Burn Notice is the most mid show of all <laughs> time. Yeah, and it's I like say that, that in <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, I. I like Burn Notice, but it is absolutely mid. Uh, Reservation Dogs is at least better than that. That's right, yeah. Uh, (laughs) um, Let's see. Who else do we have here? Carol, Christina, um, Hilaria, I think is how you pronounce that, um, uh, is played. Wait, what? So she's titled as CCH. That's right. That, Sorry. That's her full I, name. I said the, I said the full CCH Pounder. thing, but yeah, she's just named as CCH Pounder. Uh, she plays Claudette Wims. Um, she has also played a district attorney, Tyne Patterson, in, say it with me, Pierce, Sons, Sons of, of Anarchy. Anarchy. Um, and then, and then I, I did have a note here because I didn't actually know this information yet. Uh, and I just have, did FX just rehire the whole fucking cast? Even Chicklish shows it's up like, in the show eventually. Um, it's like the HBO and it's like, oh, yeah. Like, you, you get people you know, and then you have... Th- then yeah, you like brand yeah. all your shows with these actors. Is that an HBO thing? I, I yeah, thought that was. At, uh... If you look at some HBO shows, like there's a lot of um, uh, crossover between the actors and, and the different. Okay, shows. I guess I guess I've always. Uh, I mean that that same phenomenon, but I I always put that with something like Wes Anderson, like oh I, sure, hey, he works yeah. with the same eight people all the time, or um, or Adam Sandler stuff. Uh, the, the Fairly Brothers. Sure. Yeah. Or uh, like even the Coens. It's like, oh, look at look at how many people show back up for Coens movie. Uh, Coens movies. Um. Anyway, uh, she also plays Moat in Avatar and Avatar: The Way of Water. Pierce, those are those are the highest grossing movies ever. Except for like Avengers I or some bullshit. Hope I to know. God she's getting a mailbox check. <laughs> uh, she also plays Doctor Angela Hicks in ER and uh, Claudette Kane, Lana's mom in Archer. Hey. Archer sighting everybody. Uh, just, why, none of these people have their own shows named after them, though. She's I know that is, that is that is disappointing. How has there not been the Michael Chiklis show with Michael Chiklis? <laughs> it's definitely a Fox News show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then even though he doesn't 
I mean, he's in this episode, but he doesn't have a real uh, big pronounced uh, role in the pilot. I did want to mention Walton Goggins plays Shane Vendrell. Uh, he plays Boyd Crowder in Justified. He plays Venus Van Dam in Sons, Sons of, of Anarchy. Anarchy. Um, and then the one I care about most, I, I don't know, Pierce probably thinks this is mid too. He plays baby Billy uh, Freeman in The Righteous Gemstones, which I think Righteous is a, I can't. Okay. It's good. It's a good show. It's a good show. John Goodman. Good St. Louis boy. Um, I like John Goodman. I don't know. <laughs> He's great. Pierce, it's now my favorite part of the show where uh, you tell me <laughs> the synopsis that I wrote. <laughs> I have written these in the past. You wrote this That's true. One. That's true. Uh, <laughs> and I read through it prior to hitting record on this, and I liked oh, what you okay. wrote. So oh, I thank you. I didn't edit anything. It's not too long? Not too long at all. It's one paragraph. Uh, bear with wow. me while I stumble, stumble over these words. Uh, you stumbled over that. <clears throat> A woman is murdered in her home, and her seven-year-old daughter has been kidnapped. Dutch and Wims interrogate the drug addict father and learn that he killed his wife, which he <coughs> confesses almost immediately, um, <laughs> and sold his child for drug money. The man he sold two hundred dollars of drug money, by the way. Yes. I'm going to say a human life is maybe worth more than two hundred dollars. Yeah, we'll get especially to that. if it's your child. But okay. yeah, we'll get to that. Um, the man he sold her to is a pedophile which the father knows, uh, but not for girls this young. And he traded, and this man traded the daughter to a different pedophile, this time a doctor. Meanwhile, Vic Mackey is planning a large drug bust with his strike team with the help from a new member who is a plant by Captain Aceveda, who knows Mackey is dirty and is trying to prove it. Mackey is called in to bend the rules by forcefully assaulting the doctor from the other case to find out the little girl's location before going on to the bust. Where the team kills the drug lord and then kills the plant from Aceveda's plant with the drug lord's gun to cover his tracks. Pierce, uh, we've kind of mentioned it before, but I'm uh, I'm just going to cut to the quick. This might be one of the worst hours of television I have ever watched in my entire life. This is pretty bad. Um, it, it's, it's not that it's poorly made. Yeah, I think that's I think that's why I was like hesitating a little bit. Is that the production yeah. value? is fine the sets are fine the some of the, the acting, music is great the music is great uh especially the ending um, <laughs> yeah i hope you like kid rock <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. the bow with the bow uh i think that's the name of the song it um, is it is the name of the song i can't say that like in a, a fluid way because diggy diggy <laughs> yeah. man um <laughs> yeah, this is we, we neither of us enjoyed this episode uh, whatsoever. Oh. Let's go. Let's go back to what you were talking about with the the premise of this this person being a drug addict and selling his daughter. Yep. Like as and, and some of this is personal to me because I have a daughter who's very young, and I understand that out in the world there are drug addicts who have children who they treat poorly and abuse or. Um, you know, otherwise don't don't take care of. And we see it in this episode. Uh, uh, Chickless goes into a different... You know, he, he finds the, the father in a different drug den where there are children running around. And he basically does nothing to help them. I understand that that exists in the world. There is something so crass. And... Ooh, by the way, his does nothing is supposed to be painted by the show as, you know, maybe he's actually kind of a good guy. Because yeah, he he's... yells at the guy. He's like, give him some crayons and put him in a different room. And it's like... Right. 
Yeah. Fuck off. Uh, there's another. There's another. Wow, what a good guy scene when he gives a hooker some money to yeah. just like sex not work. for sex, just just like hey, here's some cash. Yeah. And it's like wow. And and he says a... any earmarks and he's like, you take care of your son or get your son some soup is what he says. <laughs> right. <It's>, which is <laughs> the most condescending so fucking, fucking thing you could yeah. say. Buy your son some soup. Yeah. <laughs> And here's sixty dollars to buy that soup. He doesn't know the how much soup costs. But I want to go back to like the. It's one banana pierce. How much could it cost? There, the the fact that like this drug addict confesses almost immediately, and that he says, "Okay, yes, there's a dog. I sold my daughter for two hundred dollars, which is disgusting and abhorrent behavior. Mm-hmm. And I understand we're not supposed to sympathize with this person, but it seems unlikely, like very unlikely." Um, then they just believe him immediately. Someone who is a drug addict and who would be an unreliable witness. And they find the next person who he supposedly sold his daughter to, which is a doctor. And Chickless goes in there. I shouldn't say Chickless. Vic goes in there and beats the hell out of him to extract the information of where this young girl is. And they find her locked up in a basement. And without, like... There's no proof that this person has. There's no like, uh, there's no procedure when it comes to this law enforcement, mm-hmm. and yet it all works out for them. They they get both perps and they get the girl back, um, with their like tough ways, and it just they think that I mean, yeah they're forced to yeah. justify. I, I will well and, and the show justifies it by right. going look look the results the results worked. Um, I think. I'm trying. I'm trying not to give this show credit because, again, I find this show absolutely abhorrent. But um, I, I can understand you're dealing with a missing child, um, and and the things that you have been told, at least, is that she is in the possession of uh, a known child rapist. Um, so I can understand that uh, uh, some police officers might go. We should we should try to we should we don't (laughs) going by the book can be slow. Um, This child could be dead. We need to we need to cut through some of this red tape to to get to the girl so we can save the day. Um, So I can kind of understand that, except that the show, this episode, all it does is glorify Vic Mackey, who is who is Chickless's character, who is the guy who is uh, bending the rules, breaking the rules, being a total shitbag and not only never really getting called on it, but being celebrated for it there. Uh, I mean, he, he just tells his boss, yeah, fuck off. You don't matter. And uh, his boss is like, man, I guess you're right. Uh, <laughs> uh, even though in the background, the boss is like, oh, we're going to try to get him. We're going to we're going to get this plant in there. Uh, and then at the end of the show, uh, without any warning, which is a very surprising, but also very logically lame. Uh, like they just kill the the plant uh, because it's like, oh yeah, we knew we knew all the time. Obviously, uh, obviously, because I'm the cool guy. I'm wear, I wear the leather jacket. I got all the one liners. Um, uh, yeah, I have this. I, I'm flippant with authority and also with like death and violence. Yeah, it's. I think you you put in your notes here that. Um, I didn't read any interviews with the, the showrunner, Sean Ryan. Ryan. You said mm-hmm. something to the effect of he didn't think this show would get picked up. So he put all shock and awe in it and it did get picked up and he had to run with it. But if he could go back in time, he would stretch out some of these plot points, 
which I think the show would benefit from because you cram yeah. this like chase into this the, the pedophile chase into one episode. It feels like a procedural. It feels like uh, the first half of Law and Order where they find the perp, they find yep. the, the victim and then they kick it over to the to the uh, lawyers. But um, and, and for what you were saying, like the payoff of him killing the the plant is shocking and but not very earned and if they had if they stretched this out over the course of a couple episodes it would have been better and, and again we we are pilot program we're only watching the first episodes i know that the the death of this officer is something from from what i've read um is something that does affect the show it's not just oh yeah we we murked that guy in episode one and it didn't ever matter uh like no it, it comes up all the time um you have new people leading investigations but the idea is that the idea for me is that, that like you said, Sean Ryan wrote this wrote this episode um, because he just kind of wanted to get it out. And he's like, this this was in my brain. This is the story I want to tell. I'm going to write it all on one one thing. And it you know, probably never get picked up. So whatever. It's just it's just my own little pet project. Um, and then it did, did get picked up and it did get made. But this this was his idea. This this was the show he wanted to make was this one episode of television it is it is very different from deadwood when we watched that and we talked about how it it felt incomplete it felt like the beginning of something that that just and we were watching it it doesn't have a beginning middle and end it, it has a beginning and the show then goes on because that's what the show was built to do this wasn't this was built as one thing and yes, if we get more, we'll figure out what the rest is later. But this was a thesis statement of an episode. Um, and I think their thesis statement fucking sucks. I think it sucks, yeah. And, and you know, I, I, I sort of outlined this in my notes as well in that if you compare it to other shows with antiheroes or with uh, that are dealing with law enforcement and like the complexities of law enforcement, um, like The Wire or like Breaking Bad, <clears throat> those shows come later and, and they are they do have the benefit for us and that we've seen a, the bulk of those shows at least i have mm-hmm. i don't know about you um oh, yeah. Yeah. so, so i know the, the how you mentioned anyway yeah so i know how like you humanize bad people and, and you um you kind of show their motivations for for what they do to break the to, to bend the rules and to break them. Or, or or the opposite side like these like you take your mad men's or your house or your dexter and I don't know. Eh, Dexter, I guess, still kind of works. It's these these uh, from the outward appearance seem like brilliant men like right. Don, Don, Don Draper. He's he can do no wrong. He's he's so smooth and suave and he knows exactly what to say at every all times. Uh, House, he can he can diagnose anything. And yes, he's kind of a dick, but fuck you. He gets the job done, which is very similar to Mackie in yeah. this in this instance. Um, but those shows, even from their pilot episodes, go out of their way to go like, actually, this guy's a fucking dirtbag and he's got a lot of problems. He's a broken dude. And yes, he portrays this on the outside. But this guy, this guy is hurting. This this guy uh, is not is not doing it right. And even though there are going to be some idiot bros out there watching the show who go like, yeah, no, Don Draper, I'm going to, I'm going to build my whole life being around Don Draper. Yeah, we went to people uh, <laughs> in college like that, right? That. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. We did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, this show doesn't do that. Ev- no. Every single thing that Vic Mackey does either works 
or is not pushed back on in the least. One of one of the things that might be the worst for me, which is weird when it's a show about uh, a potential child rapist, um, is that at one point Vic Mackey, yeah, Dutch Dutch's. Um, I would say very respectfully trying to to uh, and and also very poorly trying to hit on one of his coworkers, um, and and she's kind of into it, uh, and then Vic Mackey shows up and he's like, "Eh, get out of here, nerd!" And then he hits on her, and she like very plainly is like, "No, I fuck you, I don't want this." And then he's like, "Are you sure? Are you sure you don't want it? Tell me to leave, and I'll never talk to you again." And then she just doesn't tell him to leave. And like, wait a minute, you told him to fuck off like two seconds ago. Why yeah. aren't you telling him to fuck off now? You just the show's like, nah. You know what? You know what? When he when you when you look when you look into his eyes and you go, yeah, yeah. I think I do want to be with him. It's like, fuck that. Yeah. This guy's fucking sucks. Like at least, and also he's married. So this is doubly fucked. Uh, like this, the show, the show just does. So the, the here, whole episode, the, sorry, the whole, one, one no, more thing. One, okay, one more thing. The whole, the whole episode is kind of built around Aceveda saying, I've, I've got this guy, I've got this plant guy that I'm working to, to get in with, uh, with the strike team, with Vic Mackey's crew. We know that Mackey's dirty. Yes. He gets results, but like we, this is this is not the kind of cop we want in our in our precinct. Great, fantastic. Within one hour of television, uh, Aceveda has already gone. Uh, we need to, we need to get the job done. Um, I guess I'm yeah. okay bending some rules. Uh, this guy that I fucking hate. Why don't we just bring him in? Uh, this guy that I'm investigating for all the bad cop shit he does. Uh, you know what? Call call him in. We we need we need Vic Mackey in this situation. And then Mackey comes in, and you mentioned it earlier. Uh, he does some assaulting on this doctor who they they don't credibly know is is actually the guy, um, even if they very highly think that he's the guy. And then Mackey comes out, and he's like, "Yep, he told me. No problem. <laughs> Let's go find the girl." And, and then he's like, "Oh, thank you, thank you, Vic Mackey, for for saving my ass on that." You couldn't even stand up to your fucking morals for one hour of television like the first impression of your show is that you're a goddamn pushover i i have no trust that vic Mackey is ever going to get his comeuppance based on this one episode even if i know that seven seasons down the line maybe he'll finally kind of get what's coming to him it, yeah uh sorry it's, I, I interrupted you what was the no, thing you no, wanted no. to say and to build off of that i think the a lot of the other shows that we're talking about they approach this uh moral gray areas with a lot more nuance um but they also do it in 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 ways that are anthemic to the shows like breaking bad is in the title it's literally about how walter white breaks bad and they show the step-by-step motivations for someone becoming corrupt we see vic Mackey, and he's already corrupt and yeah. so we don't get to see like what led to that. We've we've get to see very little of any of the police officers' lives outside of their jobs, uh, and for that matter, the criminals. Um, in a movie like we, we do get one backyard barbecue. We get one backyard barbecue, but then they immediately start talking about work. Yeah. Um, in in the movie Training Day, you know that's a that's a movie about a corrupt cop and how he lords over this low income neighborhood and how they are the victims of his corruption. Uh, which is true in this case. There are, I'm sure, there are unseen characters who are hardworking, relatively innocent people that are collateral damage in Vic Mac- Mackey's conquest of this area. And then we mentioned the wire earlier. That 
the wire does the best job of this in in that they show every character is contains multitudes and that they they have motivations for doing the wrong the the uh, criminal thing i guess let's just say they make mm-hmm. mistakes and they learn from them they do the right thing they try to take care of the people around them whether they're a drug dealer whether they're a cop or somewhere in between i think what what i really don't like about the shield is that it almost violates sort of a core tenet of any sort of storytelling but specifically television in this era which is talking about the human experience and in the shield's view it is nihilistic and it is inhumane with how people are treated and specifically people uh, existing in a society that is increasingly complex they put all that aside and it's this person is bad this person is bad this person is bad but he's attacking the other bad people so maybe yeah. he's the good one like there it is such a he, he's the guy you want in your corner when the chips are really down right yeah it's, it's, like, it's such like a poor argument and it it is unbelievable because if you have watched enough television but if you just like walked around the world for a long time and you 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 went across the street to someone you may hate and you talk to them about their lives for a little bit you would either find some common ground or you would understand them a little bit better and this show doesn't offer any of that and it it has a lower bar because it is a network television show that had like these people can literally tell what they feel at any point and the writers never give them that opportunity they never give them an opportunity to show any sort of depth and it is it's just senseless it's a senseless show yeah and uh, i mean again i feel like i have to qualify this and and we we qualify it all the time on pilot program we watched the first episode there's there's absolutely a possibility that um this stuff does develop more as as episodes go on the show also has a relatively large cast we need to introduce all of them we need to kind of give uh the impression of what this show is going to be like week to week i suppose um i just think we're given a really bad first impression that that this guy is king of the castle and everyone else can fuck off and there's uh zero chinks in his armor uh he's 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 untouchable. And when somebody tried to touch him, he immediately it immediately backfires on him. We don't even get a second episode to realize uh, what what happened. (laughs) It's you are there is never one second of this of this episode where you think, oh, Vic Mackey might be in trouble. He might finally get what's coming to him. And it's like, no, absolutely not. He's (laughs) he he is one step ahead of everybody. There is zero scenes where you see like there's there's a scene where uh, Aceveda and the plant guy, I wish I could just remember his name, but I don't remember his name. Um, And then like an FBI agent or a federal 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 agent are are there and they're discussing how this is going to work. Hey, we're going to get you in as a plant here and then we're going to reward you by l- allowing you to go to any any unit you want um and I think he said he wants to work in Washington DC. It's like getting the good job and they're like, yeah, okay, we'll make it work. Um they're out in the open. They're just they're standing. Absolutely absurd. Which is such a Come it on. is it is silly, but like that would have been a time where like maybe you have Walton Goggins character just kind of like leaning against a tree and he's like around and he kind of heard some of that. And like that would I know it takes out the shock value of, oh, we just fucking ice right. this guy at the end of the first episode. But again, we have no logic, logical understanding of why Vic Mackey uh, knows 
just just yeah. knows I just, just assume- cop, cop cop's intuition that I and maybe it's something that comes out in episode two of like yeah. oh yeah somebody blabbed to me but again one of his, one of his like um, not, I don't want to call him informants like there could have been an informant somewhere lurking around that sure. lake so that could have seen that meeting they're not going to know been. who that is like the informant <laughs> isn't going to understand the bureaucracy of the federal government when they're sitting around a lake yeah but more importantly to me is is that again sean sean ryan says like this was the this was the complete episode of tel- uh, television i wanted to make uh and you said everything if, i need to know that, about if, you if that if that's the case then i think you i think you did a very poor job um, I, I want to. I will. I'll try to give one positive thing here, and that's sure. Officer, officer Sofer, which is the she, she's the officer that um, gets hit on. Um, mm-hmm. Is an otherwise like she makes an a she, she makes an illusion earlier in the episode that she hasn't forgotten her. She she doesn't. It's not that she doesn't have morals. Is that sometimes she forgets them, which is at least a little bit of character development. Yeah, that this is a person struggling with her own morality in this amidst corruption um but i really liked at the end of the episode where she does go on a date uh not with uh dutch not with anybody from the police yeah Yeah. Mm. and as she's kind of getting ready she puts her gun in in a drawer in in her house and then the person arrives they shake hands she and she gets cold feet in a way and she goes it's it's not i mean it it doesn't even seem like oh this guy's this guy's a little sus no Uh, no no no. it's like my gun it's just the gun is a security blanket and yep. and she like has basically seen she stared into the abyss long enough to know what's out there that even she can't go on this date because of that. And there's a there's she like can't a, separate her. She can't separate the, the her that is a cop from her that is, uh, you know, just a regular human a being. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and there is there's something there where like if if that if there was more of that in each of the characters, Mm-hmm. Uh, I would be more interested in watching this show because I like the idea of like unpacking her trauma, but also like how she tries to become a better person, how she how she tries to live in a world that she is having an active part in cleaning it up while also kind of fucking it up um, mm-hmm. is super interesting to me. So I, that's like right at the end of the episode. And it was something that I I liked um, in this. Well, I, I appreciate you trying to trying to make the best of a bad situation, but we have left out one important scene that we should really talk about before uh, before we move on to the legacy of the show. Mm-hmm. Pierce, would you like to tell me about the bathroom scene? The, oh, my God. Uh, I, I th- actually, I thought you were going to say that there's a uh, sighting of Crazy Taxi on the Dreamcast, which. I was oh, that that. No, <laughs> sorry. That would be a good thing. I'm talking about a bad thing. Uh, yeah, yeah so there, so, is, there is a Crazy Taxi sighting, which is. Which was exciting, but uh, yeah. Uh, right at the beginning of the episode, um, the Vic's character returns from busting some drug dealer, and he has to go to the bathroom in the in the police station. Except for the men's bathroom doesn't work, um, and so they're, they're operating out of a out of an abandoned church. By the way, if that matters, I was curious about that. I, I maybe I just spaced out when they explained that, but um, yeah, the, the architecture in there is interesting. Yeah. Um, and so he, he go, goes up to the bathroom. Oh, the bathroom's not fixed. And he's got Aceveda wants to talk to him in his office now, but he has to take a piss. He has to go to the, the women's room. And yeah. he turns around. I don't even know what he says at this point, but he's, he basically gives a speech to the entire office that 
they're out yeah, fighting like, the good like, fight. Uh, yeah, we're, we're fighting crime, and you yeah. can't even give us a men's pisser. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> I, I, that's probably not exactly the line yeah. either, it's, but it's it close voice enough. doesn't sound like that. But, yeah, it's something it's like not. that. And, <laughs> and like, a, like a scene out of the subreddit that happened, everyone <laughs> applauded. And literally applause uh, for him... I, fucking I'm terrible. struggling to figure it out standing up to authority about not having a bathroom. Um, and it was, it is, it is such a cringy thing because again, there's no self-awareness <laughs> yep. of, of the writers, I think, which is the, the saddest part uh, that, how bad that, that is. And, and that is, that is kind of the thing to me about the, the entire, the entire episode is I don't feel that the writers think Vic Mackey's a bad guy. Um, I, I, they, I'm sure that's like that's the premise of the show is that oh he's a bad guy. But I feel like that's how it's marketed. Just, also, just from yeah, but like just from the tone of of how everything is tinged here, it's they they just want you to think Vic Mackey's cool. Yeah, I, I think I, yeah, that he is. You know, he is in a war zone, and that. Which is also like, listen, we there's a there are very poor places that are crime ridden, but also like, it's not this isn't Fallujah, like yeah. this is like, like the I, I think there's also just some embellishment there, but the fact that he is in 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 a, such a dangerous place that he you know he's doing everything to survive and he's doing everything for America to clean it up, uh, even if that means breaking the rules, he's a he's a rebel like. Yeah, now, some teacher. heroes work in the shadows, and yeah. that's that's me, Vic Mackey, keeping you safe, even if you don't know it or don't appreciate it. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a bad show. It's a, it's a real bad show. It's a bad um, pilot episode, I will say. I'm not going to write off the entire show, but... I'm going to write off the entire show. I'm not going to watch it the show. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and that's kind of the reason why. It's like, I'm never going to give this show another chance to uh, have it have it show, show me that it's not about this, because... I kind of just feel like the show's about this. Um, anyway, let's talk about the legacy of the shield. What did happen after this episode? Uh, the shield ran for seven seasons with a total of 88 episodes. Time magazine put it in their 100 greatest TV shows list ever. Um, Entertainment weekly called it the eighth best show of the two thousands. I have a lot less respect for both those publications. Um, this pilot was nominated for an Emmy for Outstanding Writing and Outstanding Directing. Directing, maybe I can get behind, I guess. I don't know. Uh, in a drama series, Glenn Close, Michael Pena, and Forrest Whitaker all played large roles in later seasons of the show. I think I think they all kind of took over like Aceveda-like roles where they were different authority figures for Mackie to probably also shit on. I, don't I, I like uh, all three of those actors too. I, uh, I do too. So disappointing. Sure. What? I, uh, yeah, maybe, I don't know, maybe I should like Google some clips, <laughs> see if it gets better. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm. I'm not gonna do that. Um, they made a shield. They made a the shield video game. Uh, it was developed in 2007 for the PlayStation 2. It got poor reviews. Um, yeah, I mean the PlayStation Seems Three was out at that point. Sounds about right. <laughs> also, which is kind of a weird thing. Mm. Yeah. It only came out on the PS Two. 
The, P the PS2, uh, Pierce, has a very large install base, so even yes. if you have uh, the PlayStation 3 out, it was also $600 or whatever when it first came out. People were making PS2 games because people were buying PS2 people, games. People were, but that also says, uh, says, says something about their budget. Um, it, I, you know what? It, pro it probably does. I mean, you're making a game about the Shield. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, like we mentioned, writers for the Shield went on to make Sons of Anarchy, Chuck, and The Walking Dead. Pierce, that was the shield. Um, I'm gonna, uh, I'm, I'm never gonna watch or care about the show. No, I'm never gonna watch it either. I, I would much rather watch Sailor Moon, um, or the next show that I've, we're gonna. I would watch. also very much rather watch <laughs> Sailor Moon. Uh, yeah, I, uh, we wanted to do something different. Uh, one to just get the taste of the shield out of our mouths, uh, and to get the taste of something else into our mouths. We're doing a cooking show. We want the taste of hell in our mouths. <laughs> yes, uh, we've we've decided, inspired by a coworker of mine who said, "Hey, I'm watching Hell's Kitchen." And I was like, oh, "We could do Hell's Kitchen. I don't care." Well, sure, I'll, I'll watch that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Cooking show might be interesting. I, I don't I don't know what the premise of Hell's Kitchen is, other than it's a place. Yeah, uh, Gordon Ramsay's in it, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I or assume Gordon he Lightfoot, yells at, as I like to call him. <laughs> yeah, uh, I assume he yells at people as they uh, attempt to make food. Sure. in one way or another um but yeah i don't know it's uh it's on it's on peacock it's on tubi tv uh oh uh for the shield it's on hulu i guess yeah you can watch, you can watch the I'll shield watch there watch something else <laughs> yeah don't like you can you can do so much better than the shield um any of the the numerous <sighs> properties that we named during this as a comparison watch any yeah. of those yeah I, uh, don't watch house of cards <laughs> Yeah, I mean, House of Cards is a better House of Cards is a better show than The Shield. Don't watch House of Cards either. That that, that show like puts puts Spacey aside. It does no. not get good at the end. It's bad. Oh, at the end? No, yeah. they did like, the last a whole season without bad. Kevin Spacey. That's fucking awful. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, hey, Kevin Spacey, bad guy, but bad guy. Uh, he did a great job in that show to make you interested in the show. Um, and obviously it did not work without him. Uh, and then the show died the way it should have. Um, you should, though, if you do, if you do want to watch House of Cards, but don't want to deal with any of the Kevin Spacey stuff, uh, watch the original UK version of House of Cards. Uh, it was it was on Netflix at one point. I really liked that show. Uh, I thought that was very good. Um, Back when anyway. Netflix first started streaming and they they only had House of Cards, I remember having this abundance of time and being like, I should watch the show that inspired this show first, because that's how much free yeah. time I had in 2013 that, or whatever. That, that, yeah, that's 100 percent what I did. It's oh, uh, there's a new uh, this House of Cards show looks interesting. What if I watch this British House of Cards show that is on Netflix as well before I start watching the other uh, and I got to say, really enjoyed House of Cards UK. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like the UK oh, office. I, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm Just another mid. <laughs> just another mid show to Pierce. Um, man, we, we should keep that going. Every show is mid to Pierce. Uh, I, mean, right, I mean, looking back on our episodes, real quick ranking. I'm just going to give you the mid or <laughs> okay. not mid. All right. Ranking. All right. Let's. Yes, I love this. I love this. We've had we've had 11 episodes so far. Pierce. Uh, I mean, I want to kind of do this for an episode 50. We'll we'll come back and we'll rank a bunch of dumb shit and do sure. some silly shit. But uh, yes, we've done we've done over 10 now. You tell me where these 11 shows rank. Seinfeld, not mid. 
<laughs> oh, oh, you sorry. You're just giving a mid ranking, not a not whether they're like not a. No, I'm not gonna rank list. them in order. I'm just gonna okay. rapid right. fire. Uh, we'll do, right. we'll save do, it for the we're 50. Doing, yeah. We're doing the gladiator style, thumbs up, thumb down, yes. or in in Pierce's case, thumb continue to be to the side <laughs> because that's the most mid <laughs> mid way to put your thumb. Uh, Seinfeld gets thumbs up, not thumbs mid. Up. Thumbs up from Seinfeld. Uh, the boys. Pierce, how do you feel about the boys? The boys is mid. Voice is mid. The voice is really mid. Uh, Pierce, WWF Monday Night Raw. Hard mid. Maybe low mid. <laughs> I think, I think <laughs> at least that first episode, real bad. Yeah. Real bad. I, I am a wrestler, a wrestling enjoyer, but uh, that episode, bad. Uh, MASH, Pierce. M-A-S-H. Yeah, thumbs up. Pretty good. Great Pretty job. good. Yeah. Uh, in Living Color. This one's tough. I'm going to yeah. go mid. It's because I, some some of the sketches did not hit. And you can go back to the we, yeah. We talked about that on the episode. Is yeah. like I think there are some really some really high highs in that in that episode, and there are some pretty low lows. Yeah. And you know what happens? Law of averages, mid mid. Uh, it's just it's mid. What do you what do you want me? Uh, blue blazes. Thumbs up. Are you gonna? Okay, good. I'm glad you're not yeah. gonna break my heart. I like blue blazes. Uh, <laughs> Archer is low mid. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Um, (laughs) Deadwood, thumbs up. Deadwood, thumbs up. Sure, I get it. I still haven't gotten to watch any more Deadwood. I would like to. My friend who's going to give me his season one DVDs to watch more keeps forgetting. uh, And it makes me sad. (laughs) I I can't imagine someone forgetting about DVDs in 2023. Yeah, Yeah, I should just I should just get Max. No, I shouldn't. I should not get Max. I don't want to get Max. Um, How do you feel about Keenan and Kel? Keenan and Kel's tough because you can't. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna say a thumbs up. It's still a kid sure. show, though, and so it's yeah. like it's graded on a curve. And same yes. with Sailor Moon. F- thumbs up for for its day, mid to day. Uh, sure. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna give Sailor Moon a thumbs up, though. I, I Sailor Moon's Sailor a thumbs Moon. up. Shield is. Uh, and <laughs> the Shield. How do you feel about the Shield, Pierce? The Shield is the the worst show we've even, seen so far. It, on it is program, the worst show correct? we've seen so far. And I, I don't see a lot of shows beating it for that title. No, we learned our lesson. <laughs> We're not going to pick a bad show the rest of the way. We'll I'm pick not, not going to run. But... I'm not going to run down any of the shows on our. Hey, we're going to watch this someday list. I will tell you, it is an incredibly long list that goes seven pages down in a Google Doc. It's every show uh, ever made. Yeah. Well, I think every show ever made would maybe have slightly more. Um, Oh hey, Sailor Moon is down on this list. I can I can cross that off. Look at us. The list is shorter now. Congratulations. Um, but just like scanning a little a little skim of this, I'm I'm not seeing any show that I. I mean, hey, there's always a chance, right? There's always a chance that something in here is. Yeah, is Garfield and Friends awful. is on here. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would much rather watch three four five episodes of garfield and friends before i watch one more episode of the shield mm-hmm. um yeah anyway this this show sucks i i really fucking hate the shield and um i'm not i'm not uh i don't i don't care i don't care what anybody thinks it's uh, it's it's a bad show Pierce, uh, it's time for our plugs. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode of Pilot Program, certainly more than you enjoyed that episode of The Shield, um, you can watch more of our stuff. Shows.acast.com slash pilot program, where you can watch any of the other 10 shows that, that Pierce has mentioned. Uh, I would I would suggest watching ones that uh, weren't mid. 
Yeah, watch it's some just, shows that me. we liked. Um, that's just me. Yeah. Um, as as for me, I don't know if I've plugged my own Twitter that much on the show. I'm at Chase underscore Kenneke. That's K-O-E-N-E-K-E on Twitter. Uh, as, as long as Twitter continues to live. I was going to say is, 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 before it turns into a garbage fire, but it's been a garbage fire for a long time. Yeah, I don't think it'll ever shut down. Uh, I think it just slowly dwindle. Yeah. So that, that, just, your, that your follower count will be a large one. <laughs> I, I know it's a, it's a very obvious thing to want, but I just I want something that's like Twitter that everyone goes to and isn't Twitter. Um, <laughs> it's just where where are we going, guys? Where's the where's the after party? Off this, media this party is this party is fucking over. That was a failed promise from yeah uh, from the era that the shield was popular. But if you if you still have your Twitter account, maybe follow follow uh, at Pilot Program Pod on there, and you'll you'll get to see when our episodes come out. Anyway, that's sure. that's all I got. Pierce, <laughs> Pierce, what, um, instead of plugs, you do uh, you do some music recommendations. I recommend what? one album or one song that I really Kid dig. Rocks, ba with uh, yeah, daba, daba, daba. Uh, I'll tell you that much. Uh, this this album actually has nothing to do with this episode. Thank God. That's, that's great. Um, <laughs> so it's good. Uh, it is very good. It's uh, I I've talked about Billy Woods uh, in the past. He's an abstract rapper um, from New York, and he did a a new album that got released uh, last month called Maps with this producer, Kenny Siegel. It's very good. If you like uh, lyricism and you like hyper-specific uh, raps about this guy's life as a traveling musician and um, you know music label executive and just all around, like, dad living in New York, um, it's, it's just a really spectacular album with awesome production. So check it out. Billy Woods and Kenny Siegel. It's called Maps. Nice. All right. Well, uh, it looks like we've just about reached our destination. Uh, next time, as we said, we're going to be watching Hell's Kitchen. So you can watch that and be prepared for us to talk about it. Um, and that's uh, that's pretty much it. I guess I could tell you about Casual Hour. It's a show. It's another podcast I do with my friends, uh, Bobby Pease and Johnny Amazich. Go to thecasualhour.com. We talk about video games. Uh, but that's that's it. That's yeah. it. Um, Pierce, you're free. You never have to think about the shield ever again. I've given you this gift. Wow. Thank you. It's been. Yeah, it, this is uh, was an experience that I I think I was the one that picked this show. So I you, did, no you were myself. Yes, that's yep. correct. And I have no one to blame but you. That's fair. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We will catch you on the next episode. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars And let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars In other words, hold my hand In other words, baby, kiss me Fill my heart with song and let me sing forevermore. You are all I long for, all I worship and adore. In other words, please be true. In other words, I.